Welcome to Decide Your Destiny. Here's your host, Josh Jacobs. Welcome to Decide Your Destiny. I'm your host, Josh Jacobs, and I'm really excited for the show today. We have a very special guest from humble beginnings. He started his company with $25,000 and grew it to a billion dollar valuation. He's built a real estate portfolio worth $400 million. He received the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award and has recently started blessing the social media world with his positive mental attitude. Please welcome Bobby Castro. Thank you so much for being here today, Bobby. I am so excited to have you, man. Thank you. Well, thank you, man. Very, very nice of you. I, I mean, out of so far out of all the podcasts I've done, I, I haven't heard that. Uh, the Ernst & Young, that... that in 2012, that that was a that was a true honor, and, and believe it or not, I had no idea um, of of actually being so blessed to 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 have that recognition. And it just shows you when you're so focused and so passionate about your minutes, um, you feel like some may feel like you're missing out, but you're not. Because years later, you you are life does reward you, man. So uh, thanks for mentioning that. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Um, and we'll get into all that. But let's start from the beginning. I've been fortunate enough to hear your story. And it's incredible. And I would love for the listeners to, you know, understand that. So maybe tell me a little bit about your childhood. Where did you grow up? You know, what was life like? Yeah, so I, I was born in New York in the Bronx. My dad had me when he was 50. Uh, my dad, uh, he passed when he was 94 years old. He was Puerto Rican. He, he, he was a mailman in the Bronx, and he had me was 50, and my mother was 27, and my mother is Irish and Jewish, and so I come with that whole DNA of a lot of, call it passion, so a lot of personalities in that mix, and um, we grew up struggling, no question about it. My dad was very, very passive, uh, extremely kind, just a kind soul, um, not too motivated to accomplish a lot. Um, but he had his own magic, that's for sure. And um, my mom, man, she, she was the pusher. She was a shover, and she was the one who told me I can be or do whatever I choose to do as long as I pay attention to value. And I became so obsessed with value because my mother, she raised me while she was a waitress. And before Denny's, it was a place called Sambo's. That's what it used to be called. And she worked a graveyard shift. This is when you and I would go out to a wedding or whatever. And bunch of us will be at four in the morning at Denny's, that beautiful waitress. That was my mom. Um, and she walked home thereafter. She didn't drive because there was no car. It was designed by, you know, obviously to compensate the, the no car issue. Went home for a few hours, showered. Uh, she lived on the couch in our townhouse in Hialeah in Miami. And when we were, I was born in, in the Bronx and then as a peewee, we came to Miami, South Florida. And my dad left the post office. It didn't work out. And, um, she raised us, man. And, um, you know, I come from the hospitality uh, life and I see my mom struggle and we grew up on Rent-A-Center and when Rent-A-Center is still around, this means when you don't have money or the credit to acquire furniture, you'll rent a night nightstand, a couch, a coffee table, a bed for your, your three boys and pay every other week. And when you don't pay, they instantly pick it up. And I grew up seeing that pick up, deliver, re-pick up, my mom bouncing checks, lights, water out every other month amazing um how the old struggle were you? How she old went were you? Through. this started from when you were very young 
Yeah, we were, uh, you know, we grew up in Section 8, government assistance, food stamps. We were on and off of that program, helping my mom out. My dad was there, but again, my dad took a little backseat on life, wasn't as motivated. He was very, maybe not comfortable with the situation, just maybe was used to that situation, but it bothered my mom. And it bothered me, obviously. And I used to say to myself, uh, I, I don't like this. I, 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 and this is where the PMA, Positive Mental Attitude, came into play. And I left after the ninth grade. School wasn't for me. I didn't speak until I was nearly seven years old. I was a real big introvert. Um, I can't shut up now. The battery does not turn off. It's you been like that for a number of years. But you didn't speak till seven years old. Literally didn't speak. Very, very shy. Very shy. I wouldn't look at people in the eye like I'm looking at you. Uh, I didn't have the confidence. Um, and, and I don't know what that's all about. Um, I don't get fixated on that. A lot of people you know, dive deep in their life and one, I don't, you know, I, I just figure out um, what I'm good at and focus at that. So um, I used to be a, not a difficult child, but I remember in elementary all the way to ninth grade, I used to have a lot of questions. I have a hard time even now comprehending things. So if you ask me something, I'll, I'll ask you maybe a few times to understand if I get it in different ways. And I used to frustrate teachers, I think, and the teachers would frustrate me because eventually in the school system, the public school system, they were just babysitting us and they were just, that's it, enough, enough of you, Castro. And I would get turned off. So one day I told my mom in ninth grade, mom, school's not for me. She obviously knew it. Zero pushback. Um, and I just started in the hospitality world, um, being a takeout order, busboy to a waiter. In ninth grade. Uh, yeah. My first gig was at 14 years old. Even today, um, Josh, it's my wow wow moment. It was at Pasquale's on 57th Avenue in Hialeah, right? walking there it took me about 10 minutes to walk there that was my first job at 14 years old back then they were not allowed to hire you at 14 years old Pasquale, who was the owner of the italian restaurant my mom worked for him for a number of years she begged him because i drove my mom crazy i'll never forget we went to 49th street in hialeah went to pay less got got my shoes got a black belt got some slats from kmart and a button-down white collar shirt and i was the best takeout it was to this moment, I'll never forget. It was good. My mom lived on the couch. I used to iron her apron, me and my brother, Eric, in our uniform. And it was just part of our life. You would go in my house. You would, you would smell my, my mother's uniform of all restaurant grease. You know, when you, I mean, she was round the clock. No exaggeration. Lived, she didn't even have a room. My father lived upstairs. My mom lived on the couch. And um, I see my mother, believe it or not, the value proposition she gave to her customers because she really worked her tail off to get 18% gratuity by offering the best experience you can have. And she was, and she always was so nice. And even though she had the toughest days, most days she would smile. And I seen that growing up and I picked up on it without actually knowing I was picking up on it. It just shows you the environments surrounds how powerful they are. And that's where I, I, I really get where I do believe thanking you, you're welcome. How are you? Pick up a piece of paper. If you're walking by, it just, it became habit for me because of my mother. And started my first business. Um, my mom finally was able to buy a home after renting all her life. A uh, beautiful couple um, gave owner financing to my mother and she finally got it converted to a permanent mortgage. And there goes Bobby mortgage in my mom's house because I had an idea of wanting to open a janitorial cleaning service. And I did open it. I went to Okeechobee Road in Miami. How old were you here? Huh? How old were you here? 
Oh, dude, I must have been, I don't know, maybe 17 at that time. And this you know, was like your first entrepreneurial experience? Before that, I used to paint houses in, around Miami, just knocking on doors and offering to paint for a ridiculous price where they couldn't say no. And, that, and I fell victim to that. I'll get a little bit into that. I used to try to fast track success and completely came up empty and put me in tough spots. And, you know, and then I went to the cleaning service and then um, I was striking out on the cleaning services for multiple reasons. I was a little too young uh, where people were asking me for certain insurance. I didn't have insurance. And finally, I went to 36th Street, Northwest 36th Street, next to the Miami Highlight at the Pink Pussycat. It was an adult establishment. I walked in because I was just knocking on any door that had a door. And sure enough, guess what, dude? They said yes. And so I started cleaning that place after hours, late at night. Very nice people, hassle-free. And I went to certain similar establishments, and they said yes. And it was pretty much uh, a whole different environment, as you can imagine. And, you know, and they thought it was, I guess, pretty cool to say yes to a young kid that really was looking for something. Well, that ended uh, a little bit after that when a, 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 an adult entertainer mentioned, how old is this kid? And just by bringing it up, it, it created some sort of, oh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. So I used that for an excuse to quit. I sold everything. And I'll never forget, I had about $249 mortgage payment to pay. Back then it was called a second mortgage, not a HELOC like today. And I'll never forget, I went to my, how I got that, I went to Miami Lakes, Florida. They had no internet back then. They used to have a flyer. I'll never forget his name because his name was pretty cool, Woody. And Woody actually entertained me going there to, and he says, yeah, your parents qualify for, I can get a second mortgage. And I lived with that payment for a long time. Um, and then after that, it made massive mistakes, you know, and, and, and yeah. So just to be clear, that mortgage was to start the janitorial company. Yes. The ja yes. And that's, and that is that what you were doing at the adult entertainment centers or? Were yes, you I, I was, okay. I was cleaning. I was cleaning the establishment after, you know, everyone left Got way, it. way, I mean, seven in the morning type of stuff. And, yeah. um, and along with all the other after hour clubs and, um, but I quit after that because it just didn't go my way. And I quit a lot before that. And I used, always used to use the excuse for my circumstances um, and, and blamed everything and anyone based on, I used to try to skip, I, I, let me back up a little bit. Be, this was no internet. I was addicted, literally addicted uh, to getting, to responding to classified ads. Anything that had a header, become a millionaire, make $100,000 next month, whatever the case may be, Bobby would go ahead and send away or call, you get the recording, mail me, it'd be my address. And not only, and 50 packages a week used to come up. And I used to just get so fixated on it. And I didn't understand, I had no information. I didn't understand this, this, this very important thing, the process. And when I say the process, Josh, A through Z, I used to be at negative A, like the alphabet, and trying to work on efforts like if I was on Z, had no relevance to the stage where I was at. I didn't understand that for many, many years, even as a young adult, until it hit me. And, and I'll tell you about the life changer when it hit me. Um, and that was a battle that I actually, I, was, I just wanted to be rich. Um, and it was all about money, this obsession. And I kept failing, failing friggin' big. I mean, I, I, if I was a baseball uh, 
player, which I was not. I was probably the worst baseball player. Couldn't even hit a softball. I mean, it was just I was just so distracted. Give us and an example again, of give us an example of one of those failures. Um, one failure was uh, one of many starting businesses and literally starting quitting on that and starting another business a week later. So not even giving yourself more than seven days. To I'm, I'm talking about extreme abuse. That that's just abusive to your life. It's not healthy. Um, you're just fooling yourself and you're like a hamster on the wheel thinking you're being productive and thinking, and just because you're not getting, it's, oh my God, just because I didn't get a sale in 24 hours on oh, this, this industry stinks. Oh, this is, I picked the wrong one. And I'm looking, oh, you know, what industry can I get into? What can I go? I was like that for many years. Like a lot of people are, they just don't realize that they are. And, 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 and I finally figured I was really almost addicted to that when, uh, fast forward, my, my wife, I was living with my in-laws, Pedro and Dixie, on Lejeune Road in, in 103rd Street. Broke again. But this time, a lot of things were a little different. I had a baby girl. She's 29 years old today, Priscilla. She was about two years old. I was walking out of my in-laws, Pedro and Dixie's house. And my wife, Sophia, which will be married 30 years this October 6th, pulls up. And it was a beat up car that wasn't even our car. Her parents gave it to us, bought it on Northwest 27th Avenue, buy here, pay here, just for us. No air conditioning, had the reverse fumes, meaning that it was dangerous even driving because you can smell the fuels, fumes coming in the car. She pulls up, she is peach red, but behind her in the car seat, my, Priscilla, my daughter, she was just drenched in sweat. Here in South Florida's humidity. And it was a wake up call for me saying that was my moment where I said, man, I got to get my crop together. I, I got to stop. I, what am I doing wrong? I'll never forget that. And I haven't thought about that for a long time until I got on social media. I've been asking, doing these podcasts. It starts hitting home on some of the stuff. Because for many years, I've been blasted away in my, my own world, being very focused. And sometimes when you're so focused, it's good and bad. The good is it comes with a tremendous amount of rewards that I'm blessed to say I have created along with Sophie, but I forget some of the struggle because I don't want to remember the struggle, but if I'm going to help people, I got to talk about the struggle. And that's where I said, man, I got to stop this. I have to go back to basics. I went to work at Rusty Pelican on Key Biscayne in Miami, and I got a job selling memberships for the Better Business Drill. It was a new chapter in my life. I decided I was going to start at the stage where I was at, I was completely broke. I knew my weaknesses. I wanted to jump. I wanted to pre-pivot always. I couldn't help myself just because I see a Ferrari. Oh my God, he's so young. I can do it too. And, 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 and all the blah, blah, blah. And it started there. It started there. I, I got my mom's people skills back. I started becoming humble, staying very grounded, very patient. There was many, many times I tried, I was going back to my old habits but starting to listen to my beautiful wife saying, Bobby, man, control yourself. You could do this. You could do this. I'm telling you, I was bad. And today, man, because of all that recognizing all that stuff, today we sit on a personal net worth of $300 million, never raised any capital, a portfolio of $400 million worth of apartments, never raised any capital, all penny by penny, sold a, a company for $1 billion valuation, no financing, no stock, no nothing. Before that, it was two other slices. The power of surrendering to your weaknesses and scaling with others that can subsidize 
those weaknesses. It took off. And then I, became, I took that beautiful obsession, the stuff that I talked horrible about, my habits. The habits came back only when I learned what I was doing wrong, what I do now. Then I, I switched all that power, all that fuel to the correct way. Then I went from A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. And it was very hard, just like a lot of people are so distracted. Your minutes are non-refundable. Don't burn them like Bobby did. If I knew what I know now, I wouldn't be worth 300 million. I'd be worth 30 billion. And that's why I'm so passionate on social media, just telling people, and I'm so desperate with good intentions of, of just saying, don't you see it? Because I didn't see it because of distractions. When you're distracted, I'll give you a prime example. That company that, I exited for a billion dollar valuation. Started the company with zero. Years later, and that was 19 years ago, by the way, and I exited June of last year, 2019. A couple years before that, three years before that, five years before that, somebody comes knocking, big institution, $20 billion institution or whatever. Hey, I wanna, I wanna invest 30%, I wanna buy 30% of your company, just being a real passive investor, and I wanna, based on $250 million valuation and I want to wire $75 million in cash. They came to you. You didn't yeah, seek pretty, this out. No, pretty much it just surfaced. Amazing. Okay. We were totally focused on building our business and sure enough, a reward comes your way without even expecting it. That's why I say, man, it's, it's so important to stay focused. So, wow. So of course you entertain something like that, right? Yeah. So we entertained it. It closed. Money was transferred. I think you're saying, wow, why would somebody, why would some, are they out of their mind? Why would they do that? Well, you figure, you, you start going into bonafide content and you realize, hmm, good for them. They stole it. They, they stole it, Josh. The power of not knowing and knowing. Both forces are so powerful. Okay, good. So we're right here. All the focus for many years was here, thinking that we knew our stuff and we're building, we're creating, we're doing good in life. They bought it based on this. So we said, okay, we were distracted here. Put this down. Start paying attention to this, which we weren't paying attention to. 11 months later, we start knocking on the door. Hey, you have first right refusal. We appreciate you guys are awesome people. But yeah, first our refusal, we want to take 19% off the table, but still control and own 51% of our company. Great. We're going to take it. However, it's going to be based on $600 million valuation, not 250. Are you kidding me? 11 months, ago, 11 months ago, we bought it for 250. No, I understand. I got it. Well, it closed. Three, month, three years later, more fuel, pay attention to what you're supposed to be paying attention to and not get distracted. I exited for a billion dollars. It could have been 1.4, but the terms are so good. I settled at a billion, Sophie and I. Show you the power of getting distracted, thinking you're doing so good, you reach your full potential, you're the smartest dude in the world, and you were all along missing what you should be paying attention to. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's crazy because just hearing it from you, listening to, it, it almost sounds like the same process that took you from zero to figuring out what works in starting the company is a similar process of when you went from 250 million to a billion. 
it just the, the realizing your weaknesses, the realizing what you're not focusing on. And it's really powerful to hear that. I and, think and it's every stage. It's every stage. Um, even today, I find myself focused. See, I, you become so, you, you surrender so much to your weakness that you become aware of it. You don't try to fix it. It'll take a lifetime. You just got to be aware of it, fuel your strengths. Even today, I fall victim of getting distracted. How so, I'm so fixated on non-refundable minutes. You would think I'm the most extreme focus I am, but I still fall victim to it. We all do at any stage. You can never stop growing in life. You can ne the more value you give your life, the more you increase value. I understand the power of valuation just based on the story I just gave you. Just think about what I said. All of us, even all these rock stars out there, thinking they're doing so good, which they are. But are you really paying attention to what you should be paying attention to? Yeah, I have to ask you because I feel like a lot of people just doubt themselves throughout the whole process. I've heard that with people who have amazing net worths and amazing companies, and I've heard it from people who don't have that. So I'm curious what your experience is with doubting yourself it. and fighting it. through that and how it. you experienced it. So I call it stuck, being stuck in life. Bobby Castro was stuck for many, many years. Okay, check this out. I had no money. I have zero. What do I have? I have nothing, nothing. I was so wrong. I have me. I had to create value within me in order to receive value. And I am telling you, even today, I spend a solid two hours every morning on myself to make sure before I leave that front door, my mission is to seek value. But I wanna make sure I give you more value than you give me. I'm not, I'm not worried about the return. I've learned in life, the return's gonna come in massive waves. It will show up sooner or later. Just keep giving massive value. So a lot of people, Bobby, I'm broke. How do I get a break in life? I'm broke. Pay attention to you. Pay attention to your strengths. Fuel your strengths and stop skipping this process. And the process starts with you. Because at the end of the day, it ends with you. It had to start somewhere and it starts with you. That's, that's amazing. I'm so happy you said that because I know a ton of people are going to get value out of that. Uh, it's actually, I'm going to ask you a little bit more on that in a second. But first, I just want to ask you about, you know, one of the things you talk about all the time and on your website, and I see the shirts is massive urgent action. And I, I just have to real quick share a personal story with you because I, I took your advice and took massive urgent action. I've been thinking about starting a podcast for a long time, right? Since they changed my life. And 12 days ago, I decided to start this podcast. In three days, I named it, I got my art, I set up my website, and I reached out to a hundred of my dream guests. And a week later, here we are. And I have six weeks worth of guests lined up. I have all these things. And I, the, every single, just like you, every single step of the way, I felt stuck. I felt, oh, nobody's gonna respond to me. It's been six hours. Oh, am I going to be able to make an interview work? All these things. And you just find when you force yourself into massive urgent action, that's how you learn the best. And that's how you have progress in your life. And I just, I love that you talk about you it. Know, I love, I love that. And there's, there's a good book because law of attraction is powerful. The secret. Read it. Don't listen to the audio. So check out this. So the massive urgent action came in because my minutes are so non-refundable. I got to maximize each minute like if there were three minutes. I try to get three days out of one day because I, I, I just maximize and focus on a lot of minutes. When you and I or any of us, including your, your viewers and listeners, when we go to the airport, 
forget about now because of the corona stuff. But when we go to an airport, good times or bad times, everyone is such on high alert at the airport. You become very mission-driven, very focused. You take action. You're competitive. You're fighting. But imagine having that every day, just like you said. Don't overthink it. You just sometimes have to do it. And look at what you do. You, you put yourself in a position that you had no other choice but to take massive, urgent action. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's what it is. I put myself in the position where I have no other choice. Once you reach out to 100 people. And now your confidence, your confidence, your people skills, your vibe, your energy, you become a magnet for opportunities. Yeah, I love it, man. I, we only have a few minutes left, unfortunately. There's so many questions I want to ask you. We're going to have to do this again. But um, one thing that I just want to, I want to end on this because once again, I get this question all the time. And it's something I, I know a lot of people um, need help with of all ages. And it's, you know, what do you tell someone who like you is feeling, I know we already talked about this, but who, someone who's feeling stuck right now, someone who just says, I'm lost. I don't know what I want to do in life. Um, what would you tell that person if you ran into them and had a couple minutes? What would you tell them? To do? I'm going to tell them the same thing that exactly I did to myself. Reevaluate, have a look back in your last 24 hours. Just go back to your last 24 hours. Truly, with vulnerability, write them all down and, and, and find out what you did in the last 24 hours. You're going to see so much gap, so much. You were a hamster on the wheel. You thought you were doing something or going something. What the reason you're stuck, you actually put yourself stuck. So go back. I don't care what stage you're at. I do this all, I do this so much even in my life right now. Go back to 24 hours. See where you what you missed, what you didn't do, how you were not affected, how you were not even given a friggin' effort. How many hours were you sitting there moaning and groaning to yourself? Now you gotta be honest. But it's great when you're by yourself doing it because we don't lie to ourselves when we're by ourselves. We lie when everyone else is around. That's amazing advice. Thank you so much. Man, I really, really appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on the and show. Let me tell you, you're going to do good on uh, getting great folks on your podcast. And the people I say yes to, I don't care if they started 11 days ago or one hour ago or 11 years ago. You were kind polite, nice. You had great, fantastic energy. That is how entrepreneurs succeed. It's a different day and age now. That's why you got me on. That's why you will continue getting me on. That's why you're going to be very successful. Man, thank you. I got goosebumps right now. Thank you so much, Bobby. Really. I, I really, really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Much love, dude. Thanks, Thanks for man. having me. Thanks for watching Decide Your Destiny. If you got value out of today's episode, please leave a review, like, and subscribe. It would mean a whole lot. Thanks again and have a great day.